Welcome to the New City Fellowship West End Sermon Podcast. We hope and pray this message equips, empowers, and encourages you. And now, today's sermon. If you have a Bible, go ahead and open back to uh, Matthew chapter 6. We're continuing in our series on the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6. And that prayer is found in verses 9 to 13. Now, you guys were with us last week. We started the series and we looked at just the address of the series. We're going through looking at each part of the Lord's Prayer. And we looked at the address last week, which is our... How does it start? Do I have to go back and preach that one again, too? How does it start? Our Father, right? And we learned that our fundamental identity as people of God, is that we are beloved sons and daughters of God. What an amazing privilege. And so when we come to God to pray, we're not coming to some stern taskmaster that's far off somewhere, but we're coming to our dad. And so what we're going to do today is just look at the next part of the Lord's Prayer, and that is, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. That text again is Matthew 6, 9 to 13. I'm going to read that and pray, and then we'll jump in. These are the words of Jesus. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is the word of God. Let's go to God together in prayer. Father, we do thank you for your word. Again, it reminds us of what we just sang about, that there is no one. There's no one so holy, no one so faithful, no one so worthy as you. And so continue to impress that upon us as we come and look at this gift that you've given us in this Lord's Prayer. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence here and and the places where we're gathered to watch online. We pray that you continue to have your way in and among us and through us in this time. Help us to understand these words that are familiar to us, but we also want them to not just be uh, words that we say or recite, but we want to understand what they mean and be able to live them out. So help us to do that. We pray you do that for your glory. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And all the people of God said, amen, amen. You can put up that first slide. I was reading about a little boy who was just learning to pray. And he was so excited about that. And he came to his father and he was talking about prayer. And he said, Dad, I do have a question though. He said, well, how come the Lord's name is Harold? And he said, what are you talking about? The Lord's name is Harold. Where in the world did you get that idea? And he says, that's what we say in the prayer. Our Father in heaven. Harold, be thy name. Now, I've been hearing that prayer my whole life, growing up in the church. But as we think about that line, hallowed be your name, does anybody ever wonder, what in the world does that mean? What is that? We say that, right, over and over again. Maybe y'all all know it, but I was always wondering, what does that mean? And the fact that Jesus puts this request or, or petition 
as the very first thing in the prayer, that tells us that it's very important, right? Jesus said, you got to know this first. And so let's look at that. And, and I want to try and, and ask a couple questions and answer that. And just thinking about what does this mean? Hallowed be your name. And so just two questions we're going to ask and answer. What does it mean to hallow God's name? And what will it mean to hallow God's name? That's it. Very simply. What does it mean to hallow God's name? And what will it mean? And by that, I mean, what will it mean for our lives to hallow God's name? So let's start with first. What does it mean to hallow God's name? And let's just kind of break that down and, and figure out what some of these words are. So what does it mean to hallow something? It means to treat it as holy, as sacred, as set apart. Now, I might be dating myself when I say this, but I remember uh, several of my relatives' house, they would have in their house, we'd go to visit them, and they would have a living room. But you were not allowed to go sit in it. Because if you went in the living room, they would kill you. In fact, you can put up the picture right there. They have plastic on the furniture. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about now. If you don't know, just ask your parents about it, all right? But I remember that. Why? Because they're hollowing the furniture. They're saying, even though we call it the living room, you can't live there. You can't go in there. It's set apart. It's sacred. Now, let me give, maybe some of y'all younger people, I know you can't relate to that. All right, how about, I'll give you something else. Here's something else that's hollow sometimes. Shoes. Do y'all know I found out this is the most expensive pair of shoes that there is in the world? A million dollars for gold-plated Jordans. Anybody have any of those? Now, you're like, I ain't telling nobody. I have <laughs> and, and the guys were telling me as they talk, even when you go to buy these really expensive shoes, they keep them wrapped in the plastic before you purchase them. I don't know if it's the same furniture plastic or not, but they would keep it wrapped in plastic. Why? Because they're hollowing those shoes. They're saying that they're sacred. They're set apart, right? We were just singing, there's no one like you. That's what it means to hollow something. Now, what does it mean when it's talking about God's name? What is he talking about when he says that? And we have to think about it again. Back in Jesus' time, the way that people treated names, is it was a lot more significant in their culture, in their time, than we think about names, right? Our name is, that's just what you call us, right? It's like the label, whatever that is. But for them, it meant much more. It was a part of your character, even your destiny. It was a part of who you are. And you can see that even in the Gospels, if you go to that, that verse from Matthew chapter 1, when, he's talking, when the angel is talking to Joseph about what Jesus is going to be named. His name had significance. It says, she will bear a son and you shall call him the name Jesus. Why? For he shall save his people from their sins. That name means the Lord saves. And then you keep reading that passage. It says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And he's quoting Isaiah chapter 7 there. It says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a child, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Why are they going to call him that? Because it means what? God with us. Right? And so it's telling us something about who Jesus is. He's going to save us from our sins, and he's God with us. So all of that is wrapped up in the name. 
All right, so let's, let's bring all of that together. That's why or what are we praying for when we say, hallowed be your name. Now let me make one thing clear. It's not praying that God's name will be holy because you know what? God's name is already holy. It always has been. It is right now. And it always will be holy. So it's not saying, God, make your name holy because it's already holy. But that prayer, that petition is asking that God's name would be treated as holy. It would be treated as sacred by us who are praying it, but also by the entire world, by the universe, that they would treat God's name as, he, as it is. Now, what does God's name mean? It represents all of God's person, the totality of all that he is. Think of what you think of when you think of God. All that is wrapped up in his name, his love, his mercy, his power, his justice, his righteousness. All of that is a part of what it means by the name of God. And so that's what we're asking when we pray, that it would be treated as it is, holy and sacred. Now, Pastor Ann, I put in another catechism question up here because I think this is helpful. If you put up that next verse, this is in the Westminster Confession, Shorter Catechism. And I really like this because it, it goes through each part of the Lord's Prayer and it's saying, well, what are we really asking when we ask that? And it says, what do we pray for in the first petition? In the first petition, here's the answer, which is hallowed be thy name. We pray that God would enable us and others to glorify him in all that where he makes himself known, that he would dispose all things to his own glory. That's what we're asking for, that the name of the Lord would be glorified. The scripture does that. Did you hear the passage from Psalm 86 that Sam led us in earlier? It says, unite my heart, Lord. Why? So that I can fear your name and glorify your name. There's other passages. I was reminded that I'm always picking Psalm 103, right, for, for the call to worship. That's, my, that's one of my favorites. But do y'all remember how it starts? Bless the Lord, or praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. What does it say next? Bless his holy name. The same thing. So I got it in there again. But, but it's there again. It's there. It's calling us to bless his name, to lift up his name and treat it as it is. So application, we're going to do it right now. What I want to do, we're going to do kind of a call and response prayer. But I'm going to start out and say, Lord, hallow your name in a certain place. And then I'll say, we pray. And what I want you to say in the prayer is, hallowed be your name. All right. When I say we pray, you say, hallowed be your name. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that your name would be hallowed throughout all the universe. We pray. Pray that your name would be hallowed in our country. We pray. Hallow your name in our city. We pray. Hallow your name in the West End. We pray. Hallow your name in the systems of our government. We pray. Hallow your name in our school systems. We pray. Hallow your name in our justice system. We pray. Hallow your name in the hearts of every person in this room. We pray. Let your name be hallowed, Lord. We pray. Amen. All right, now we'll go to the other point. 
That's what it does mean to hallow God's name. Now, what will it mean? And what I mean by that is what will it mean for our lives to hallow the name of the Lord? Now, the first thing, actually, it's a challenge because as we're talking about hallowing God's name, here's the challenge. It challenges us to examine our own lives and say, what is it that we really hallow? What is it that we treat as precious, as most precious? And so, you know, I couldn't talk about what's precious without bringing up Lord of the Rings. So I got a picture. You can put up that first one. You remember? My precious. What happens when you end up making precious something other than the Lord? That's what happens. We turn into Gollum. That's what happens to us. When we hollow something other than what's meant to be hollow, which is the name of the Lord. Now, how can you tell what it is that you're hollowing? Well, one way, actually we can tell in that passage is what we pray for. If you remember last week, if you go back to verse five, do you remember he was talking about the hypocrites? And what did he say? And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. Why? For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners. Why? And this is getting at what it is that they hallow. That they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. So in their prayers, it's indicated what it is that they hallow, that they might be seen by others. What's another way that we tell? We can tell what we hollow. One way I can with myself is what am I get, getting most defensive about when something gets brought up? What am I getting most prideful about? Or, or how about this one? We're going to, all right, we're going to really try and be a little transparent. What are we most envious about? Do you know how preachers can be sometimes, not, not you, Pastor Ann, but, but me and some others, is go up to a preacher and talk about somebody else's sermon and say, man, that guy's really good. And the preacher be like, yeah, he all right. You know, <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, all right, you know. <laughs> right? They have a hard time, right? We, they. We sometimes will have a hard time giving praise to somebody else that we think that we deserve. Do you ever struggle with that? When you hear somebody else honored above you, somebody else lifted up for something that, that you do. What that's saying is signifying, Thurman, ding, 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 is your hollow meter going off? Maybe you're hollowing in the wrong thing. Maybe that's a sign. So what do we do with that? If, say, we do uh, find some things within us, right, where we need to hold on or, or that we hold on is precious other than the Lord. Well, that leads to another thing, and that is that it means that if we want to hollow God's name, it means that God needs to hollow us. And, and what do I mean? There's a couple examples I can think of from the Bible. One of them is, is one of my favorite prophets, Isaiah. Do you remember? Tell Isaiah we talked about him today. In the, in the sermon. But you remember in his calling, right in Isaiah chapter 6, he's there in the temple and he has this incredible vision of the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And the, the, the thresholds of the temple are shaking as these heavenly beings are saying, holy, holy, holy. And then all of a sudden he's like, uh-oh, 
and he says, I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the king. He said, on the one hand, I see one that's holy, but then when I do that, I recognize that I'm what? I'm unholy. Same thing in the New Testament with Peter. Do you remember when he's talking with Jesus and Jesus gives him fishing advice? And he's like, man, you preachers, you know, you think you can teach about everything. And Jesus just says, you know, put the net out on the other side. Even though it's the worst time of the day to fish, they've been out all night, they didn't catch anything. They're like, fine, all right, out of respect, he puts it over. He's probably thinking, I'm going to show him, right? He can teach the Bible, but what did he know about fishing? And they put the, the net there and it's filled up. And you would think he would be happy, right? He'd be overjoyed. He'd say, oh, we're going to be rich. We're going to have this guy catch all the fish in the world. But what does he do before Jesus? He says, Lord, go away from me. For I am a sinful man. Because he recognizes that he's in the presence of one who's holy. And he's not. And so there he says, get, get away, Lord. Get away from me. And so they recognize their need for God to hallow them. But y'all know what the good news is, is God is like, all right, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because if we want to be in the presence of a God who's holy, that means we've got to be made holy. And God says, you can't do it yourself. So guess what? I'm sending somebody. I'm sending a holy one. I'm sending my son to give himself for the unholy, to make you holy. And so do you know what you are? Through faith in Jesus Christ, you're not only children of God, but you are saints. Now, what do you think of, right, when you hear somebody call you the, saint, the saints? Either one, you think they play football in New Orleans, or you think a saint, nah, man, that ain't me. That's somebody who's always doing stuff right. That's somebody who's got it all together. Or maybe you use saint in a, in a pejorative way. You're like, mm -hmm, they think they're all holier than thou. But do you know that you are a saint? That's what you are because that word, it means holy ones. Ones set apart. Set apart by God for God. And that is what we are through faith in Christ. Now look at this passage. This is Hebrews um, 10. This is an interesting passage. On the one hand, He's talking to church folks and he says, you know what, y'all? Uh, and by that, we have been sanctified. That's another way of saying we've been made holy or we have been hallowed through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So you know what it's saying there? We're already hallowed. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. You can, anytime you want to have a praise clap, go ahead and do that. But then in verse 14, just a couple verses after, it says, for by a single offering, he's perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. So you're like, hold on. You said in verse 10, we're already sanctified. But you're also saying we're being sanctified? Which one is right? Yes. <laughs> both. They're both true of who we are. We're already made holy through faith in Jesus Christ and we're being made holy through the Spirit of God working in us to make us in practice what we already are in position. You are holy today and you're being made holy. And I'm saying that to somebody 
who maybe you were called something different today or you were called something different last night or you, you were looked at a different way or maybe the enemy has whispered a different name to you. But who you are, who we are, are a holy people. We are saints of God because of Jesus Christ and what he's done. But maybe there's somebody here, like last week we said, how do you become a child of God? Right, you've got to become a child of God through faith in Jesus. How do you become sanctified? Same way, through faith in Jesus. Maybe there's somebody that's here and say, you know what, I want to be the kind of saint that you're talking about. Maybe there's somebody at home right now and you're saying, I want to be the kind of saint that you're talking about. Well, how do I do that? The same way that we become children of God, through faith in Jesus Christ. And so you can, it's not you cleaning up your act and, and sanctifying yourself. That does not work. It's been proven for all of eternity. It doesn't work. But God does it through his son, Jesus Christ, and you can come and be sanctified today. Now, just in case I forget to say this at the end of the service, we have a time of prayer up here after the service is over. And so maybe there's somebody here and you, you're wrestling with that and you want to come and have somebody pray for you. I invite you to come after the service is over and have someone pray with you and for you. But let's continue. So we need God to hallow us. But this last part that we're going to talk about before we end is part of what it will mean to hallow the name of the Lord is that we will do so not only when we say the prayer, right? But we're going to do it with all of our lives, with our mouths, with our actions, with our thoughts, in our relationships. We hallow the name of the Lord. I've told y'all before, I grew up in a preacher's family, right? And sometimes we would go and go visit people, my brother and I, my parents, and, and my mom would tell us, boy, she would pull us aside. Listen, when we go in that house, and y'all know what's coming next, you better act like you have some home training, right? Or some sense, or something. You need to act like you're a Williams. And sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't, but we still, were stayed, we still stayed in the family when we didn't, but she's like, this is a part of who we are. You're representing us. Now, I guess I'll still use this illustration, even though I'm kind of mad about it now. You can put up that next one. It says, play like a raven. So what I was going to say is, because is, uh, I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, if you don't know, is that they, would, they have this saying, play like a raven, right? And that means, usually, it means that you play well. And that you fight, you don't give up. But I don't know what happened this afternoon. I guess they didn't play like Ravens today. And so the coach can go back and tell them, what does the sign say? What does it mean to play like a Raven? Well, what does it mean to play like a Christian? What does it mean to be a part of this family? It means that all that we do, again, our actions, our words, our thoughts, our relationships, everything, is to hallow the name of the Lord. How do we do that? I do, I wanna thank Grace for honoring my, my song requests that I have made. Because one of the things I wanted to say is how do we do that? And one thing we do is we make his name known throughout the world. Do you remember that verse in 0 for 1000? It says, my, my, my master 
my gracious master and my God. Assist me to proclaim throughout all of the earth abroad, or throughout, thank you, to spread all the earth abroad, what? The honors of your name. God bless you, Josh. Thank you for finding that. <laughs> Thank you, man. But that is what our call is. Our call is to spread the honors of his name. And we do that not only in all the earth abroad, right? That's kind of nebulous to say that. But think about doing that here in the West End where God has placed us to be. Our call to be here is to hallow the name of the Lord right here in this place. Now, where do we do that? Well, think about, again, it's not just on Sunday. Think about Monday through Saturday. And where are you Monday through Saturday? Right, you at work, are you at home? You're in all different places. Our call is to hallow God in those places. Whether it's in a classroom, whether it's in a kitchen, whether it's, in a, whether it's at a construction site, wherever it is, wherever God has placed you to be, your call, my call, is to hallow God in that place. And it's not just having a Bible study in the office. That's great. That's wonderful. But I mean in the way that we do our job and the way that we love the people around us, the way that we care, please Again, we've said this before. Don't think that what you do is not significant because it's not quote-unquote full-time ministry. We're all in full-time ministry. It's just in a different place, whoever we are. And so where you are is significant. You are the best minister to hallow God in that place. Where else do we hallow God? We can hallow God in this community, but thinking about what does it mean? What does it mean to care for kids in our community? Right, in a lot of ways we're already doing that. You say firm foundation, yes. Harambe, yes. Uma Talisha, all these different ways. Yes, we do that, but also in how we love our neighbors. Whether we're telling them about Christ, whether we're teaching them math, whether we're learning from them, things that we don't know and that they can teach us. Whatever it is, that is where and that is our call to hallow the name of the Lord. This is what it will mean for us, to hallow God's name. Now, you know what the good news today is? The good news is that, is that this is a prayer request you already know God is going to say yes to. You already know. <laughs> you can ask this, you can pray this, God, hallowed be your name. He's like, all right, that's what I'm going to do anyway. His name will be hallowed. Won't he do it? Yes. But maybe somebody's here. Maybe somebody's at home. And your won't he do it doesn't have an exclamation point. It's got a question mark on the end. And you're like, won't he do it? Because you're thinking about what you see around you. Or maybe you're thinking about how you're feeling on the inside. And you're wondering, is he going to do it? Is his name going to be hallowed in this place? How can I be so sure? How can I have confidence that he will? And you can say, Pastor, I know you're going to say Jesus, but you're right, but I am Jesus. But let me tell you why. And Pastor Atten reminded me of this earlier this week. 
It's in what Jesus has done. It's in what Jesus is doing. And it's in what Jesus will do. You got hope covered in three areas. What has Jesus done before? The same thing he did with Isaiah and Peter. He's the same one who was the altar that was given so that Isaiah would be forgiven. He's the same one who takes Peter, a sinner, and makes him a fisherman. He's the same one who has done what it takes to take you from being an orphan to being a child of God, to being a sinner, to being a saint because of what he's done. What is he doing right now? You know what he's doing? He's not playing golf, although if he wanted to, he'd be real good. He's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God where he lives to intercede for you that you might be hallowed and you might hallow his name through all, all the universe. And what will he do? Oh, what will he do? He's going to return. And at the name of Jesus, think about all that you've been through. Think about all that you're going through. Think about all that you're going to go through. He's going to come back. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every knee will bow and give glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. So our confidence that God is going to answer this request to hallow his name. It's in what Jesus has done. It's in what Jesus is doing. And it's in what Jesus is going to do when he comes back. And so let's live and pray together this petition. Hallowed be your name. Let's pray. Thanks for listening, and God bless.